welcome to Blessed and Abundant, the podcast that empowers you to stop being average and start living life more abundantly. We are your hosts, Kayla and Mate, and we're so excited to help you live an abundant life, spiritually, mentally, and relationally. So good. Welcome, 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 guys. We're so excited. This is our, this is episode three, is it? Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) We'll see. Whoopsie. (laughs) We don't know, but this is not our first podcast. This is not our first podcast. So we are newlyweds. We got married uh, around three months ago, and we immediately started learn something big mm-hmm. about marriage. At least for me, like I thought I kind of, I don't want to say I didn't know what I was getting myself into. That's not what I'm saying, but it's like something when when we started when we entered our marriage something surprised me something humbled me something was like whoa like really like really and what we learned is that happy great the best biblical marriage requires a lot of intentionality Mm -hmm. a lot of investment a lot of effort that we need to put in it's not just gonna happen it's not gonna fall from the sky and you know people would say we had an amazing dating and engagement season and i thought oh this wave of of our love and and our beautiful season is gonna continue to carry carry us on but it actually like it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't if you if you would asked me uh how much do you think your love is gonna like carry out say like a year or two then we're gonna start like i don't know work on it or something to keep the spark alive you know how they say right, right. and it's not that our spark is is down like because we are striving we want to have a great marriage the best marriage and after a month and a half already we started to see like what mm-hmm. like something is is like not as good as we are as we were hoping for right and as mate said i think the biggest misconception and myth that people believe about marriage is that love will carry them through and that's why you see so many marriages where at first it started off with two people who were madly in love right they had the best love story and then after a few years, they literally can't stand each other and they're barely even talking and don't even want to be in the same room as that person. Mm. So how does that happen? And it mm. happens because we stop trying. And the Lord gave me this. I was literally doing laundry and it was like a download from Holy Spirit. And it says, an average relationship starts with apathy. And when we're apathetic about something, like we can be apathetic about the Lord, when we have apathy, we have a lack of enthusiasm, a lack of passion. Yeah. We're not trying anymore. And this is what we we learned the hard way for the first what month of marriage that yeah. once you stop trying, once there's apathy there, that's when you're going to start to see an average marriage. And our whole hearts for this entire podcast, our YouTube channel, our whole mm-hmm. ministry mm-hmm. is that we don't want to live average anything, especially yeah. not average marriages, because we know that there's more and we're coming for the more. We're like, coming. We're not accepting average. We're, we are not accepting no. it. Yeah, baby. Okay, I'm so excited. I'm super passionate about this. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going you're gonna to see it and sense it. But I wanted to kind of start off with some scripture. So to give you a little background here, 
this is all biblical, um, but I originally heard it through Jimmy Evans. Mm-hmm. He we has a book him. called The Four Laws of Love, I believe. And we can put a note there in the description for you guys. And he also has this huge biblical marriage uh, ministry, I guess you would say, where they have conferences and courses and all that. So I heard it first from him. But the great thing is like, I'm not even stealing this because this belongs first to the Lord because <laughs> this is the Holy Spirit because it is in the Bible. And I'm going to start here. So this is in Genesis 2. And basically, this is like God's design for marriage. And when we're doing doing things God's ugh, doing things God's way, then we're going to see the above average. We're going to see the abundance. But when we do things that are outside of the way he's explained, that's when we're going to see average. So there's so much here that the Lord outlined for all of us that we might be missing. I know I read through this many, many times in my life and I never got these key, key, key things about marriage. So this is in Genesis 2. Let's start in chapter, no, Genesis 2, verse 24. It says, therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother. Let's pause. So when it says shall leave his father and mother, that actually means priority, right? There needs to be priority in our marriage Mm -hmm. that we are number one in Mm -hmm. each other's lives, right? So that's the number one law is priority. And be joined to his wife. So let's pause there. When it says be joined... We see it in some translations where this is actually uh, referred to as cleave, right? Cleave to one another. If we look at the Hebrew, this means to catch by pursuit, to cling, to adhere. So this is a law of pursuit. So the first one was a law of priority. The second law is a law of pursuit. As we were saying in our intro, we must not stop pursuing each other, actively pursuing one another. Okay. And then it says, and they shall become one flesh. So one flesh is really telling us that we are meant to be partners as husband and wife, partners for the kingdom. And then lastly, and they were both naked, the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. So this shows us the purity that God designed to be in marriage, that we would be naked in front of one another and to not be ashamed. So again, the four laws are priority, pursuit, partnership, and purity. So we're going to really focus on pursuit a lot of today because I love it because Jimmy Evans says like if you see that the passion is dying or like you said that that spark is kind of fizzling out in your marriage, the great news is that you already know the answer. The answer is do what you did in the beginning. We read in Revelation, right? Like go back to your first love. Like what did you do when you first met? What did you do that had such a impact on your relationship that it was fireworks all the time. Like go back to those first things and don't stop pursuing each other. So that's kind of like a little overview just to show us that it's all in scripture. And a lot of times when we see average marriages, we're seeing one, if not all four of those laws that have been violated, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think like the more that we are experiencing this and the more we're living in it, the more we realize we need help. We need help from others. We need wise counsel. Mm-hmm. We need help from the Holy Spirit, like first and foremost. And we started to get really in- inten- intentional. Yes. And we we kind of want to share everything that we are doing right now to like intentionally invest in our 
connection mm-hmm. and our relationship and our emotions in our marriage like everything that we're doing together that's so good and yeah we have you wanted to say something just one thing before you jump in mm-hmm. all of these as Mate said the intentionality shows us that first law of priority mm-hmm. like we need to prioritize our marriage above anything else besides the lord and that's exactly what you were yeah. going to get into yeah. so it's that yeah. first law already coming into play yeah good job baby uh yeah so first thing that we do i love this this was we we were on a car ride where we started talking about our marriage and where we are now and we were like we just feel that it was we had a blast during our engagement season our Mm -hmm. dating season and now that we're married we're not having a blast we were just we're having a good time but we're not having a blast Mm -hmm. And as we were talking, what can we do? What do you think it's missing? What what would you like? And we figured out two things that, I mean, a lot of things, but this is, this was specifically for the car ride. We said marriage Mondays and worship Wednesdays. And marriage Mondays is something that every Monday we would, uh, we said, we're going to listen to a teaching from XO marriage, uh, ideally we would we're still not there yet but i think we should do that too like comment on it later okay like what did we learn and how can we apply it to our marriage Mm -hmm. so again we want to other people who went through this who are more experienced who have the anointing from the lord and the wisdom to sow into us so so that we can learn all the all of the I don't want secrets, all of the the little keys mm-hmm. that we need for a great marriage because that's we that's where we want to be. We don't want anything average. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is Marriage Mondays where we invest into the knowledge of marriage. Where we invest into our like minds, heads, and then talk it out ideally. Uh, did you want to add something here? Yeah, it's so interesting. So I'm gonna say something that I hope is taken with love. But it should definitely probably have some conviction because I felt this too. But we need to kind of check ourselves because we tend to put our passion and our time and invest it in other things. And we don't do it like my babes just said. We need to figure out like what is the wisdom behind biblical marriages? How often do we invest our time in researching the latest cameras, researching the latest fashion trends, researching how to fix a car, whatever your hobby is, that we invest so much time and resources into that, yet marriage, which is the sole most important thing that we do here on this earth aside from following the Lord, and yet we don't invest a single second into Mm -hmm. trying to see what has the Lord said about marriage. So so let that be a reminder to us, like this is important. And again, we're doing it in other areas, right? We're looking at the latest stats for the football teams and this Mm -hmm. and that, but like, let's also invest that into our marriages. Yeah. Yeah, you have to like, you can, you can know and you can learn how to play a guitar, Mm-hmm. but even after five years of playing guitar there's always something new right. there's always some new song that you don't know how to play there's always something that you can improve that someone else out there is doing so again we're we've been married almost three months there's so much we're just getting started so much to mm-hmm. learn and yeah we don't want to stop because the moment we stop what like then we are 
plateau. Plateau. Ooh, one thing I wanted to say before we go further, um, I feel it on my heart. Some people might be listening and be like, okay, well, you guys have only been married three months. Like, who are you to talk about this? But we heard a podcast the other day with Chris Fallatin, and I'm not going to go into the details, but he was talking about the beauty of having a mixture of both. Like you want the wise counsel of people that have already gone through things, but there's also a beauty in those people that are young and in the beginning of something because those people that are young and kind of like bright-eyed and Mm bushy-tailed, like we see the opportunity, the hope, the way things could be because we haven't been tainted by certain things, right? So we need each other. Like we need the wisdom, which is why we have XL Married, right? And the people around us. But I just wanted to say that so that you could open your hearts to hear what we're saying because we have the unique view of being at the front end of this Mm -hmm. and figuring out these things now. So we need each other yeah. in this because i love it as he said and we can we can also reverse it to everyone who's watching or listening like what would your young self like say to you right now regarding your marriage your prayer life mm-hmm. your career like i bet you it would say something super high high goals uh, i don't know it would be something so big and that's why we need to yes we need to be dreaming with the lord but mm-hmm. you also need wisdom so yeah yeah you need both it's good babe okay. um and the second thing that we mentioned was worship wednesdays i love worship we wednesdays. love worship wednesdays and i don't know if you noticed there's this marriage mondays mm and worship wednesdays ww i love alliterations i made sure that's what what actually happened <laughs> this is not an accident this people. Is not an accident <laughs> and worship wednesdays we we went to this this global school of supernatural ministry kayla for two years i for me for one year and even before that like we absolutely love worship like mm-hmm. this is this is i don't know worship on my heart i, I don't know i could talk for hours about worship i can be in worship yeah. hours and we kind of miss that because we don't have it as much here in Croatia, not on that scale that we had uh, back in the in the states. Mm-hmm. But we notice that we miss seeking the Lord like together, entering into His presence yeah. together, dancing in front of the Lord together, kneeling on the floor together. Mm-hmm. And yeah, every Wednesday we put a good worship set from like whatever we find that that's good and we know that that we like. We blast it on and we cry. We read our Bible. We're on the floor. We Yesterday we were dancing. Yesterday yeah. was Wednesday. We were like dancing. Uh, it, it's... I love I love it doing like worship itself, but I love it even more doing it with you because yeah. then we as a family are entering together and that's also something that we're going to we're going to pass on to our to our kids like mm-hmm. to again go and worship as a family. Yeah, this a family. is a Zhivkovich tradition that will not end. It will not end. Our kiddos and our grandkiddos will worship be part Wednesdays. Of this. Yeah, and I think it goes back to again like the law of partnership because our sole goal on earth as husband and wife mm-hmm. is to advance the kingdom. That's what it is, yeah, right? Yeah. So for us to be able to worship together, like that's what we're doing. We are praying, 
as we're worshiping, like we're praying, we're declaring things, we're doing things as a united force, as yeah. a united front, yeah. as partners. We are here as husband and wife, just relishing in the Lord's presence and also standing in our authority in his presence mm-hmm. to pray over our family, right? And yeah. to hear from him. So this is crucial. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. So good. All right. So next one, core emotion wheel. Those of you that follow us on YouTube have probably seen our video about that. And there's so much that I want to say here. So we do this every day and we learned this strategy from connection codes. We'll link their information below, but to sum it up, they basically have identified that the Lord designed every human being with, is it eight? Eight, eight, eight yeah. core emotions. Yeah, designed every human being with eight core emotions. And these core emotions are things that happen to us every single day. Mm-hmm. And God gave us emotions. So they're not evil or things for us to suppress and like trying to sweep under the rug. But instead, when we recognize these emotions and we vocalize it in a healthy way, it actually is like good for our bodies and our souls yeah. to like release that and move on from those emotions, like from it harboring our in our bodies. But also when we do it with another individual, it brings us into connection instead of disconnection. Yes, yes, yes. So that's like a little summary of that. So basically what they suggest, and we read the book, finally we finished the book, mm-hmm. but what they suggest to keep the connection alive in your marriage, they even do it with their kids, like friends, everything, yeah. where you go through these eight, core emotions together every single day. It should take two minutes for me, two minutes for Monte, even though we haven't really been that good with it, but whatever. And we basically go through and say like, oh, today I experienced anger when we went to the grocery store and we didn't find any of the sales that we wanted to. And then that brought me fear because I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to be over our grocery budget this month. Are we going to be able to make it? Da, 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 da. So you go through all of those emotions. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into like the details of it, yeah. but I would say doing this every day, we do it at our pre-workout time or our coffee time, basically yeah. our caffeine time. And it just connects us so well. And it gives me a glimpse into Mate's heart and vice versa. So he'll share things and I'm like, oh, I had no idea that Mm -hmm. he felt that way in that Mm -hmm. moment. So I'm Mm -hmm. understanding more of him. And as I'm listening to him, I'm like affirming him. I'm like, oh, wow, that sucks. I didn't know that you felt that there. Like, oh man, like I'm sorry. Or just affirming him and letting him know that I'm hearing him and I'm understanding him. It's such a beautiful tool for for connection. Isn't it? And to gain an insight into other people in other person's like heart and life and what's happening in your heart throughout the day mm-hmm. um so yeah I, so. I love connection codes and i was struggling in the beginning because like i think for men especially it's harder to recognize and share emotions uh i'm getting better oh you're uh, crushing it <laughs> getting better again into recognizing these core emotions when they happen what happens but yeah i i love it i love it me too it's a highlight Mm -hmm. okay so the next thing that we realized is that it is so important to make sexual intimacy a priority in Mm -hmm. your marriage and i've heard this quote i don't know who said it but i've heard it on the internet a lot where it's like the enemy will do whatever he can to get you to have sex before marriage. Yeah. And then after marriage, he'll do everything that he can to stop you from having sex with your spouse. Yeah. And I read this um, even before I was married and I was convicted of this 
it's in one of Paul's epistles. I can't remember which one, but basically where he's saying like, okay, as husband and wife, like my role is to please my husband and my husband's role is to please me. And we are not to withhold sex from each other for any reason, except for prayer or fasting that we agree upon together. together. But after that's done, do not basically waste time to getting back to making love, like mm -hmm. make it a priority because mm -hmm. the, he literally says that the enemy will use that as a foothold into yeah. the marriage. Yeah. So in so many words, I think it's just so important to understand the beauty of sex. I know it can be kind of awkward for some people to hear this or talk about it. But at the end of the day, aside from what the world has turned sex to be, God created sex as such a beautiful thing within yeah. marriage, within the context of marriage. And it is a form of worship. It is a way that we renew our covenant, our covenant as husband yes. and wife. The Lord designed our bodies to be bent towards each other by having sex that we have that link biologically that mm -hmm. we are now more attracted to our spouse when we have sex so it is so important to not um let that fall by the wayside and make it a priority and make it a priority not to have sex it's sexual intimacy yeah. for us to be intimate to be vulnerable yeah to be naked and unashamed quite literally with one another and to grow in that and to make it a priority you crushed it. Like I had a couple of things to say, but as you were talking, like you, yeah, you, you said sure? them all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have nothing to add. Um, Cause I think, sorry, I one thing we've noticed on um, a lot of the resources that we've read, the books, the XO marriages, mm -hmm. that's something that we've been warned of ahead of time, right? Where the second marriages start missing their sexual intimacy yeah. points, right? And then the more it becomes normal yeah. and then we just see the destruction that happens, which again, that's what Paul said, that the enemy will use it. And it's actually really sad, right? Like we've seen and heard of yeah. what happens when you don't do that. Yeah, yeah. It's again, it's a tool, a holy tool that holy. the Lord gave us to be a husband and wife and to to actually succeed. Yeah. To succeed in life, in our marriage, in getting closer to each other, but also in getting closer to him mm -hmm. because it's a form of like worship and renewing our covenant. So good. Yeah. It's like God did not pick marriage as an image of his love to us, right? He picked a marriage as this is the closest, as husband and wife are, this is the closest they're going to get. And this is the closest relationship they can understand. So therefore, I'm going to use marriage to explain to them my love for, for mm -hmm, them. Mm -hmm. yeah. So good. Yeah. Uh, one other thing. Okay. Not in this. I'm, I'm, I'm moving on. Okay. Are you ready to move mm -hmm. on? Okay. Mm -hmm. One other thing that we are doing every single week. So we have um, Marriage Mondays, Worship Wednesdays. We have Intimacy, uh, Core Emotion Wheel. But we also have Weekly date nights and again we heard for from so many people like how dating even when you're married is important mm -hmm. how um how important it is to do something fun and just get out like we are noticing that we just sometimes i just want to get out i just want to do something fun i just want to do something different and that's 
we're not doing like these lavished, big, expensive date nights or something. Yeah, sometimes we go out to dinner, but mm-hmm. sometimes we go out to a movie. Sometimes mm-hmm. we go out on a walk. Sometimes, uh, sometimes we have date night at home. Like whatever, if there's a festival or something uh, happening in the in the town, yeah. we go. Uh, so it's not about like what it is, but it's like this is our time. This is where we're gonna remove our phones mm-hmm. where we're going to talk about us mm-hmm. we are getting better in the beginning we were talking a lot about our <laughs> business or ministry and stuff but we're getting better we're not okay we don't want to talk about that mm-hmm. it's just us and then we ask who who said that do you remember we have the the three questions that we ask mm-hmm. each other melena and jordan were talking about it, but i'm pretty sure they got it from exo marriage because uh. they went to their conference okay Okay, so these are the the three questions that we ask each other. Number one, how did you feel? How did you feel loved this week? I love that one because again, it shows mm-hmm. what it appreciates the other person. I I'm seen, I'm heard. What I'm doing actually matters, mm-hmm. and then we're sharing. Hi, hey, like I love when you do that, and that tells me. Next time, like next week, I'm going to do it again because she loved it and she felt so much loved when I did mm-hmm. that. And it's actually, you know, men sometimes say, well, just tell me what to do. <laughs> well, you I'm can, telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. I loved when you do this. This is how I felt love. Okay, right. know it. This is what I'm going to do. So for me and for men, it just works beautifully. Then the second one, how did you not feel love this week? Sometimes we struggle with this one. Uh, because like sometimes it's hard to find something because again, we're really, um, I don't know. I, th- I think we really have really great marriage. I and think the core emotion will helps too core because we're talking about the things that we didn't feel loved with True. every single day yeah. in the wheel. So mm-hmm. by the time we get to date night, sometimes we're like, oh, well, we already talked about that. We already mm-hmm. discussed it. True. True. That's a lot of it too. Yeah. 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 Yeah, thanks, babe. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that is a good one. And sometimes that question opens up not so pretty conversations that sometimes need to happen yeah. and able to improve things so in, inside of marriage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you want anything to add here? Nope, the last one. And the third question, the last one, how can I be praying for you this week? So good, I love that. I, I love that one. And basically we just share, okay, this is what I'm struggling with or this is what I feel the Lord is calling me into. So please like pray for this, this like specifically because again, we don't want to pray passive prayers. Oh Lord, bless Kayla mm-hmm. in our marriage. No, like, let's just stand in our authority, me as a husband, you as a wife. Mm-hmm. And okay, Lord, I ask for Kayla for this week, this and this, like specifically, right. like enter into, into and like pray for my spirit, for my wife from the authority that I have as, as her husband. So good. Yeah. So I have a hot take here mm-hmm. and I think it's really important to say a lot of people, um, who are married with children have talked about this. Obviously, we don't have children yet, so we can't speak to this by experience, but this is so crucial. Weekly date night is so crucial. Mm -hmm. You cannot afford to not have a weekly date night. And the hot take is that sometimes we have the order wrong in Christian households where it's the Lord 
children than the spouse and that is wrong and it is not biblical it doesn't mean that we love our children any yeah. less but the priority and the umbrella of the household is the lord our spouse and then the children so, so i've heard so many parents that have managed to do this even with a household of five children they teach the children that this is mommy and daddy time and yeah it's going to be difficult in the beginning if mm -hmm. you didn't have this uh routine with them but again as mate said date night doesn't have to mean that you have to get a babysitter every week if you can great but if not you can get creative have the kids be in the playroom set up the little monitor if you have to whatever you have to do call your parents to come watch yeah. the kids like this is so important you cannot sacrifice this and you can do date nights at home making dinner having ice cream together doing these questions and just spending time with each other so you can't afford not to do this in your amen marriage. we love our date nights mm -hmm. all right so the next thing that we love to do is a daily bible study this is something new that we started doing we actually did this back when we were dating again we're going back to our first love some of the things that we used to do and we had the like craziest encounters, right? When we used to do that. We we did our Bible studies uh, when we were uh, long distance. Uh, long distance. Mm -hmm. I can remember the word, yeah. And we were on a on a WhatsApp or a Zoom WhatsApp call, and oh, and we were sharing like, babe, the Lord like revealed to me this and this. Have you seen this and that and that? And we were entering into prayer, like the presence of the Lord would hit us so hard. We were both like there were instances where we were both crying, oh, so like what's happening? Then it was like dead silence. We were just soaking in the presence of the Lord, and we were long distancing on a video call yeah. on another continent. So it was just beautiful. I want us to get bit, get back to that. <laughs> that like, I don't know. Maybe because we're doing it at night. We'll talk about this offline. <laughs> that gave me some ideas. Yeah, we do it before before, before bedtime. Bed. And then we'll, sometimes you just kind of want to finish it up so you can go to sleep because you're tired. Exactly. And you can barely think straight because it's bedtime. And mm -hmm. you're like, I don't know, the Lord said this. And, and it's so interesting to Moses and yeah. the Israelites. Yeah. yeah. Mm, love so, it. So this is, we're learning. We're yeah. learning here ourselves. But long story short, we are actually doing a what's the word i'm looking for full front to back bible study mm -hmm. like we're not doing a bible in a year we're not trying to stress ourselves out to do it in a year but yeah. we want to be reading from genesis to revelation together as a couple and it has been really really fun and it's a discipline that's important to have because again like mate said we are learning and we're getting revelation together as a couple because i kid you not every single night the things that I got as revelation are never the things that he got and vice versa. So when we come together, I'm getting a whole nother view of scripture True. that I didn't have before because it's like the Bible tells us, like we know in part, we prophesy in part, it's the same thing. So the Lord joined us together so yeah. we can be one, especially in that way. I love it. Right? Because like, wow, babes, I had no idea. Yeah, it's just like a fresh and a different perspective and again, we are learning so much about the Lord and nature of God. And I'm learning a lot about Kayla and her heart, too. So yeah, I love, I love it. it. It's so sweet and yeah. so tender. Yeah. I love that. And then go, after go. our prayer time, after our, uh, Bible, after our time. Bible time, we have our night prayer. And we pray, obviously, together where we kind of, it's a free prayer. 
we pray whatever we we thank the lord mm-hmm. we 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 pray into some of the things we pray for other people that ask us to pray for them we uh we pray over over this week or whatever we just try to like discern and listen to the holy spirit like where to where to pray specifically mm-hmm. and I go first, then Kayla goes. Sometimes I put her on a spot, yeah. and I and I tell her, "Okay, babe, today you're going first." She's like, "What? <laughs> you always go first, and we always go through the same thing. You always go first, okay?" <laughs> uh, but she does it, and um, after that, we have our blessing time. I love this. Yeah. This is where literally we would like lay our hands on each other and bless each other, and I would bless anything that the lord is revealing me anything the goal that i see in her that it's kind of a wants to grow out and the lord wants me to bless it i bless anything that i see she is good at like i bless it's really sweet and then she does the same for me like i bless you as an amazing husband and like it could be also blessing like that as amazing husband i bless you as my best friend like just encouraging Mm -hmm. each other pulling out the gold and also like again whatever the holy spirit is revealing to you that needs to be blessed and Mm meet are the areas that i'm kind of lacking or insecurity or fear that i'm struggling with then you're kind of blessing that that areas in my life yeah i'm prophesying over and prophesying that's so good it's my favorite time it's so beautiful and Mm -hmm. it's so precious right and it's anointed yeah it is i would say as you were just talking i was just kind of thinking like i'm gonna make a really bold statement here Okay, I think it is absolutely impossible for you to have an average marriage if you are instituting these things regularly in your marriage with the right heart. Mm. I think it's impossible for you to average marriage because literally there is God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit just ingrained in everything. There are moments for us to learn and to grow like it's impossible. Like, do you see this list? It's impossible. And that just goes to show you. You need you these so things. <laughs> like you need these things. Do not buy the lie that mm-hmm. you can get on with your marriage without these things. Yeah. You cannot. Marriage is something that is attacked left and right, but we're not going to focus on the enemy. The thing is, the Lord loves marriages. Why do you think there is a marriage at the very beginning of the Bible in Genesis and it the whole Bible ends in a marriage to mm-hmm. the lamb, okay? This is so important. Marriage is so important to the Lord, which means that if you have the right heart and the right priority and the energy and you're not apathetic about it, the Lord will bless your efforts. He will help you. He will guide mm-hmm. you. But you need these things. You need to show the Lord, you need to show yourself, you need to show your spouse how important this is. Like, the, you again, you cannot afford to not have these yeah, things in your marriage. Preach it, babe. You can't. Yeah. You can't. You can't. <laughs> yeah, and then you're going to complain how bad it is in your marriage and how you're not happy. But what are you doing? Yeah. Just like us, like, in the beginning, we are like, oh, like, things are a little off. Mm-hmm. We literally had to slap ourselves in the face. Yeah. But like, this is our fault. It yeah, is. this is our it fault. It was our fault. We said we were sleeping. Like, we need to wake up. We were sleeping. Yeah. We woke up and said, okay, no more. And sometimes you have to do that with yourself. It's like David talked about in the Psalms, like, soul, why are you downcast? Mm-hmm. Like, marriage, why are you average right now? Like, yeah. rise up to what you were created to do. Come on, rise up, baby. You know? Yeah. I love it. Thanks. And I really think, sorry, I'm on a, <laughs> on a soapbox, but correct me if I'm wrong, I have seen such a resurgence or like a re-emerging of biblical marriages and people are talking about this more 
And I really think this is so much on the Lord's heart. It's always on his heart, but I think right now, especially because there's so many attacks on the family unit. You see a lot of households, either the parents are not married or the father's not in the picture. And there's just such an attack on like the father and mother and children, right? So I feel like the Lord is anointing couples in this season and it's something that is really precious on his heart. So I think that actually is something that should give us hope yeah. and encouragement that this is the time for us to reclaim what marriages look like because yeah. the world doesn't know what marriages are, are supposed to be. God is the one who created them. He is the author. Therefore, the manual is right here in the Bible. I love when you get fiery and preachy. <laughs> I love it. It's love it's you. hot. Oh, thanks, honey. <laughs> I love you, babe. Love yeah. you too. I don't know like what to say after after that. Just this is what we're doing. This is what we're learning. We're taking you on this journey with mm -hmm. us because we do not want an average marriage. We don't even want a good marriage. We want a great and amazing marriage. Mm -hmm. And we believe it's possible. We believe it's out there because the world will tell you, oh, the honeymoon phase is over. It's uh, it's gonna how wait until the honeymoon phase is over. I rebuke that in Jesus' name. We rebuke that. Rebuke it. We, because if, again, the Lord is portraying marriage with relationship with him, we are not having a plateau with relationship with him we're always growing our relationship with him is always growing our relationship with him is always advancing is always going deeper it's always mm -hmm. better and better and better and better we never stop exploring him and his character and his nature and the same thing applies to marriage we will never stop there's always more there's always this can there can always be it can always be better and that's where we want to be better preach baby better Boom. preach yes so thank you guys so much for joining us we just bless you on your journey to having an abundant marriage to having abundant relationships yeah. because it is your inheritance in christ to have abundance not just spiritually but also relationally so we yeah. bless you on this journey in jesus name amen, amen.